More than welcome. More than more than welcome. More than welcome. Welcome to More Than Welcome, a podcast about how education technology meets diversity, equity, and inclusion. Hey, my name is Dave Crusoe. I've been producing education technologies for a long, long time. I've made things that teach people things, I've made things that promote play, and things that build community. But what I haven't done is build a really, really great understanding about how the products I make can truly respect diversity, promote equity, and make all audiences feel deeply included. And you know, I realized if I'm going to make the world a better place, I need to understand this. It's really important. So I read some things. But that writing didn't have all the answers. Wanting to dig even more deeply, I started to speak with really wonderful, thoughtful people who have thought about the various aspects of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And as I was doing that, I realized that what they were sharing wasn't captured elsewhere. More Than Welcome was born of my desire to share their wisdom with all of you. And so, welcome, everyone, to this episode of More Than Welcome. Before we get started with today's conversation, there's one last thing I wanted to share, and that is, I'm going to make mistakes. I don't know all the right words. I don't know all there is to know about how to create things that celebrate all our world's people. But that's why I'm here, speaking with wonderful people and speaking with you. So I invite you, listen to our conversation, and please, as you have reactions and thoughts, share back. We can all learn together. Thank you. Good morning. I'm speaking with Grace Collins, who I have long admired for work in um, digital media and beyond that in education and policy. Grace, welcome. I um, would, would ask you very quickly to introduce yourself so, so our listeners know who they're listening to. Yeah, I'm Grace Collins. I'm the founder and CEO of Snowbright Studio, which is an LGBTQ plus uh, interactive media studio. Uh, we create games and all sorts of other stuff. I also previously led uh, games and education policy for, uh, for, the, for the executive branch and at, over at the US Department of Education and worked at the Smithsonian Institution. Oh, there's so much unsaid there, right? All of the esports team work, you know. Oh, wow, so much. Um, thank you so much for, for joining the conversation. I think um, we we spoke a while ago, and so I have that that privilege of conversation. But in that conversation, you shared that you've been thinking about um, diversity, equity, and inclusion within the media you're creating in, in some really interesting ways. And I remember, for instance, that you had mentioned. Um, ideas about um, giving someone sort of a character sheet to represent themselves when they created media. Um, we were thinking about some of the other other populations. So I wonder first, you know, how, how do you think about diversity, equity, and inclusion within the products you create? What does that mean to you? Yeah, I think it comes back to um, looking at how media is generated um, and considering forms of media as forms of art. And that the media that we create is necessarily created within a context. Um, it's created within the context of the moment. Um, so the, the particular uh, location, space, time that that media was created, it, it just is kind of imbued, imbues the content with context. And then also the context that is brought to that 
piece of media from the people who have created it. Um, they're really drawing on their, their life's experiences and, and everything else. And so um, I think we see a, a lot of folks um, struggling with how do we diversify the media that we create and uh, get more uh, buy-in from folks who don't like necessarily look like uh, the creator of that media. And I think that that is um, in some ways uh, circular, right? Like if you're trying to diversify your media, Critically, you need to bring diverse backgrounds and information into the creation of that, right? Because that is what shifts the context um, away from the from the kind of like monolithic identity that you bring to it, um, and adds in multiple perspectives. Uh, so it's why we take uh, like a really strong team-based approach to a lot of the work that we do, and why we're so excited to work with people all kinds of different backgrounds um, and to explore places that are meaningful to us, right? As opposed to trying to create media about someone that we don't know, um, doing something that we've never done, um, but actually building from, from life experience and, and putting those folks on the team. I love it. I, I appreciate that. And, and I, I have to think, how, how, how do I learn and apply from that? So in, in, in my case, you know, I'm a team of one, maybe there are two or three of us. Um, it's, it's not simple to create a full panel or team that brings that representation. What, what are some things that we might do to, to learn, like how do we learn about other people or how do we draw people in even if we can't say pay them as team members? What does that mean? Yeah, um, I think that there are good ways and bad ways to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, I think honestly, you just have to be really careful that you don't fall into something like, um, tokenism or speaking for others when they could speak for themselves. Uh, but there's a fine line, right? So like there's a recent game that I took a look at that, uh, called, uh, resilience. That's all about, uh, refugees created by a student won the games for change student award, uh, I think last year. And, uh, and it, and it was a well-done game created knowingly by students who are not refugees. Um, and they created it knowing that this game had to be made because those people could not be heard, but mm -hmm. that those people who are in a crisis situation um, wouldn't have the capabilities to create that game, right? So, um, so there's really interesting, I think, paper coming out about that process and how they tried to imbue that process with empathy, but it's fraught, it's a hard, it's a hard process. Um, might be somebody else for you to speak with actually in the future. Mm -hmm. um, I think also uh, there was a project that I worked on getting funded uh, when I worked at Fable Region Studio, uh, partnered with Cyark, uh, which was looking at the ancestral Pueblo, uh, Puebloan people of uh, Mesa Verde. Um, so I am not, uh, I do not identify as Native American, um, as, but I recognize the importance of those stories. And so in that situation, I wasn't able to write those stories for them, right? That would not be right. Uh, but I was able to help them un help, help these organizations unlock funding, which allowed them to collaborate directly with uh, different populations from that group um, and allow them to speak literally in the game, literally use their voices in the game to share their stories and also to share their end endangered language. Um, so... That's not my project, right? Um, but it's something that I was able to facilitate um, because without it and without my understanding and knowledge of how to unlock um, research funding, uh, 
um, they wouldn't have the they wouldn't have the financial ability to create that. Um, so, I think those are two examples. But it but again, it it's not it's not a clear cut thing, and and there are real risks with like the idea of we'll we'll, we'll throw money at these people um, <laughs> because they need to tell their stories, and there's real real problems with well we'll go tell their stories for them. Um, so it, there's it's not a process. It's not a, it's not a fixed process. It's a, it's an, um, I think, uh, an individual process, if that makes sense. It does. And, and actually I love something within that just to maybe try my own words on is, um, the one, you know, one approach to creating media is to apply a design thinking process, right? So formal process, empathize with customers and so on. Um, but that in, in what you're sharing, empathy isn't necessarily enough. Really. It's a transition from, acting like the person who might be leading the definition of that product to stepping back to be a facilitator of the person who has the voice and rather act as a facilitator between the people with a voice and the people who produce. So it's a matter of stepping even further back than a normal say, production process to facilitate rather than to lead. Um, yeah, there's a, power, there's a power dynamic at play and there has to be an affirmative act of um, relinquishment of power. Um, and that is so against the grain of many forms of product development uh, that I think um, that it's hard and can be disruptive to the product development process, which means that if you're trying to develop a product for the market can lead to market inefficiencies and increased costs. Um, but it's something that we have to get better at and have to get right if we're going to um, create more equitable products, I think. Um, I think uh, a great product, a great question about products is um, who gained power from creating this product and who is gaining power from the product existing? Um, and that needs a lot more, a lot more exploration, I think, um, particularly in tech when the product is something that's not tangible. Um, and you talk about things like, um, AI, uh, AI as a product, um, uh, smart assistance as a product and, uh, and other things like that. And all of the baggage that comes along with it. I appreciate that. Grace, thank you so much for your conversation today. I, I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Dave and I'm back. I hope you appreciated the conversation with Grace as I did and really there are three maybe four takeaways that I have from the conversation. One of them that I know I'll grapple with is about what it means to truly authentically engage customers and the audience in creating a product. I know I have a lot of work to do in that regard even though we engage young people in producing what we make. Um, I think really their voice could be brighter and stronger. Um, and a piece of that what I, that I love is really the idea that um, producers can step back, uh, product leaders can step back and be facilitators of a conversation to maybe leave more latitude for those people for whom a learning technology is destined to play more a role in what it ends up being. Um, and that's curious. I think that'll take some figuring to figure out. I think I'll bring that forward in other conversations with technologists as well to see how they do that. 
And then finally, um, I love the idea that, and I'm, and I'm really grappling with the idea that those people who create technologies have power over those who use it. And I have to wonder about what that means as well. So if you have thoughts, I'd love to know. And I know I'll be speaking with others about these topics as we move forward. The other and the final thing um, is something that we didn't talk about, but you may have heard in the background. And that is that here at this house during this time, my three-year-old Sam has been present. So Sam, please say hi. Hi. So <laughs> something we have to think about as education technology producers and producers more generally is um, about how families come together and how not often or not always are those people who we serve or want to serve able to dedicate full attention to something. There might be lots of distractions around them. So I think oftentimes we think of producing a technology that's engaged within a one-on-one -on -one context, but in reality, the context is really messy um, and could be loud or rambunctious. And so how we navigate that as producers and both help people keep their attention, but also pay homage to the fact that they might be distracted is something we all have to understand and grapple with. So thank you for joining me again. I hope that was really fun. The next conversation we'll have is with Malcolm Glenn, who is a true champion and leader for equity um, and digital inclusion. So stay tuned for that. Be produced soon. And until then, know that you and everyone are more than welcome. Thank you so much.